This presentation is from UX Australia 2019, Sydney. Hi everyone, my name is Tarek, and about a year and a half ago, my good friend Jared and I decided to start a UX consulting business. Now, running a business is really hard, but there's one great thing about working for yourself, which is that you get to decide how to spend your time. One thing that we wanted to do was take a look at the kinds of tools that we were using, and we wanted to make sure that they were giving the best value to our clients and to their users. And as we were going through and looking at it, this is a map of 2019 UX research tools. And in this bottom right-hand corner, you'll notice that there are tools to do with synthesizing your research and managing insights. And we could put them into two categories. One category, things like Google Drive, Confluence, Trello, general tools that UX designers have managed to find a way to organize their research, to get their insights. And we have some more specific tools, things like uh, Dovetail. And these tools are enforcing a process onto us, rather than tools that work with our UX process. And looking at all of this, we were unhappy. We didn't like the way that we, these things were happening. And so we thought, we could do better. We could design a tool for UX designers. Now actually, one of the things that we were worried about, and we heard earlier today, was about the designer's sigh. Someone looking at the thing that we designed and going, we thought that you guys were gonna look at our typography, look at our branding, look at the white space and our information architecture, and look at the things that we ended up designing and go, yeah, that, that, that doesn't work, we don't like that at all. But actually, we ran into a different problem when you're designing for UX designers. And we'll get back to that shortly. So our first step was to learn about how UX designers design. And if you haven't seen this video called The Mysterious Life of UX Designers, you should totally look it up. It's amazing and hilarious, as long as you're willing to laugh at yourselves. It's a David Attenborough-style mockumentary about UX. So as part of our process for learning about how UXers do research, we got to analyze our own process. Another great thing about running your own business, you can spend the time to do that. How often do you get a chance to really look at the way that you do your research? How often do you get to apply UX to the UX process? And we also wanted to have lots of conversations. That there is a photo of our very professional user interview lab, where we, over a many beer, discovered the different ways that UX designers did things. And we also attended UX Design Research Australia earlier in the year. And while all of you were sitting in the audience listening, we were furiously taking notes, treating it like an ethnographic research exercise. We didn't really get consent forms, but I hope you don't mind. And we ended up, at some stage in the process, putting down together this journey map. It's a journey map of the UX research process, as we found from talking to UX designers. And we included lots of little subtle things in that process, like different motivations. For example, some more self-centered motivations. Maybe putting together something as research because it'll make for a really good case study that you could show your next employer or present at UX Australia. And other things were focused more on pain points, the kinds of things that annoyed people. And these are the kinds of things that we found that really annoy people about the UX process. One of the number ones is no one likes writing reports. I don't think I spoke to a single person who would ever write a report if one stakeholder or another didn't request it. No one likes writing reports. 
Also, synthesizing research just kind of feels wrong on a screen. We're visual people. We like to move things around on a wall with post-it notes. Those tools just don't exist. And everyone complains about, oh, I feel like someone's done this research in my company before. I wish there was somewhere I could look it up. So I don't know if you've seen Hide the Pain Harold, but that's how it feels trying to contort the current design research tools into our current process. And so we wanted to spend some time looking at the different ways that people do it. So hands up if you've ever had to do a big research project where you're analyzing maybe up to 10 participants or more with post-it notes on a wall. All right, and have you gone, oh, participant two said this really interesting thing about the order process. There's no command F. There's no way to find that quote if you know it. And what happens when it's done? You tear it down. All that work of doing your affinity maps, gone. So there are other ways and other tools that you can use. In Trello, you can drag and drop things. You can put different participants in columns. And this is ways that we observed and UX designers told us about. And then you drag them into the themes for your affinity map on the side. That's how we saw people do it. What happens? Once you move something from the participant, you lose track of where it is. You have to tag all of your participants in research manually. If you've ever tried affinity mapping or synthesizing in Excel, don't. <laughs> Dovetail, which I mentioned earlier, needs you to write a transcript, highlight interesting pieces of your research that participants said, right click and add a tag. There's not a single person that we spoke to that liked tagging. And Miro, lots of people love Miro. It's who he has used Miro to do affinity mapping. It's great. It kind of feels like post-it notes on a wall. It's a little hard to get the data in there. You kind of, it's best if you do it in Excel first and then paste it in. You kind of have to manually tag stuff. And then what happens? What do you do afterwards? So what did we do? We decided to try and take the best ideas from the different tools that we did, and we put them all together into a single screen. So let me see if I can just let that play in the background. So we took the physicality of dragging things around in Trello. We found that that was really useful. People who did that liked it. We liked the idea also, the fact that there was a missing spot, and that was automatic tagging of like, hey, this participant said this. As soon as you put something into a spot, you shouldn't have to manually tag all that in there. There's the idea of you know, you building insights as you go, as you affinity map, and that automatically goes and generates a report for you. And when we actually tested with people, that was the one of the best things that people said. In fact, we had a participant who didn't like any of the app at all and said, you know what, I'd be willing to use it just so I don't have to write another report. And that's the kind of process that we were looking at simplifying. But you may have noticed that something is missing. What's missing is usability testing. We talked about the research we did up front, the competitors we stole, our, I mean, the inspiration from, and we talked about the design that we did. But what about usability testing? One interesting thing that we realized at the beginning is if we were going to test something to sh make a better way to do synthesis, people had to test it with their real data. They really needed to drag and drop. We tried Axia. We tried <laughs> doing all of the different prototyping tools that we could to simulate it, and we realized it was just never going to work. We were never going to be able to validate this idea unless we built it. So we did. And we ended up making it uh, and building a prototype and testing it with people. And that's when we learned that along the way, we'd made a few mistakes. Would have been nice if we'd had a tool that could allow us to prototype it from the beginning, but you take what you can get. 
That's a screenshot of a design on the left, and that's Trello on the right. One of the biggest questions we have is, how is it different from Trello? And that was a very frustrating thing, spending all this time designing something, thinking, hey, we think this is really better than something that you use already, and people's first reaction is, well, that looks an awful lot like something I'm familiar with. Uh, so we ended up showing a video, which I'll skip through because I'm running out of time, of how that actually happens. And that was a key example for us. If something is very familiar, you want to show, don't tell to explain the difference. I'll skip the next part, and I'll jump to the last thing, which is what did we learn? We learned that UX designers tend to be very friendly, agreeable people. We were worried that you were all going to be too critical of something that we designed. And actually, we discovered the opposite. People were too friendly. They're used to doing interviews. They're used to conversations. And it was actually difficult for us to extract complaints and problems and feedback about what they didn't like. We learned that UX designers are visual people. We like to see post-it notes on a wall because we like to be able to see and in some way feel the entire process and what's happening and understand it. And that is really fundamental to the way that we do things. I just want to take a moment to thank you all for giving us the opportunity to do that. Um, I chuck our presentations, any presentation I do on SlideShare, if there's anything you want to take a look at, feel free to. Uh, there's a beta version of the app. You can take a look, but it doesn't really work very well on mobile. <laughs> so I'm almost hesitant to put it up there. But uh, let me know if you have any feedback. It would be awesome. And thanks for your time. <laughs>